Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 11, verses 1 through 17. Hear the words of our Lord. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to the uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners. And it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, by no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and everything was pulled up to heaven again. And at that very moment, three men sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where they were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not make distinctions between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me when we entered the man's house. He told us how he seen an angel standing in his house saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, the one who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remember the words of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Spirit. If, then, God gave them the same gift he gave us when we were believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Being the last to preach in a sermon series is always a little tricky. Most of everything I'm going to say has been covered in some form or fashion, but I'll let you in on a little secret that most of my college professors have told me. If it's said more than once, it's probably on the test. Now, today we aren't going to take a test, but if it's said more than once, it's probably important information to be remembered. As a church, we have committed ourselves to becoming a vital, intergenerational, multi-ethnic congregation, making disciples of Jesus Christ and working to transform our surrounding community. This sort of idea that requires us to love Christ and to serve others and accept all who walk through our doors. And believe it or not, this idea of accepting all people is something is not something that a majority of our churches today are willing to pursue, sadly. Which is part of the reason this church was selected. As Elaine has explained um, on one occasion, mission has always been in the DNA of Village United Methodist Church. 
Hospitality is our greatest gift. And much like Peter in our scripture, this church was willing to discern God's voice and follow the spirit despite outside criticisms or individual uneasiness. This church, unlike most, decided God's plans are far greater than any personal desires or expectations. In Acts chapter 10, just before our scripture in Caesarea, there's a guy named Cornelius who is a Roman leader. He's a Gentile, but he observes Jewish customs and prayer. Basically, he's living the Jewish life, but hasn't made things official. One day, while Cornelius is praying, an angel of God appeared to him saying, send men to Joppa to pick up Peter. Cornelius doesn't know what this means, and he's a little freaked out at this point, but of course, he sends soldiers right away. Meanwhile, back in Joppa, the next day, Peter is on a roof praying, and he gets a little hungry, and he sees visions. I don't know about you, but when I'm hungry, I start to see visions too. He sees a sheet being lowered down from the sky with all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds running around on it. God tells him, go ahead, eat one of them. But Peter is like, uh, nice try, God. You're probably trying to tempt me, but I don't eat unclean food. I keep kosher and I keep your law, just like you have required. And a voice told him, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. Peter hears this three times, and then the whole vision disappears. Just then, Cornelius's men come into town looking for Peter. God tells Peter that there are some guys searching for him, and he should go ahead and meet with them. Peter meets with the guys. They talk, and Peter agrees to head to Caesarea the next day. Caesarea the next day. Then Peter gets there, and he explains that it's actually against Jewish law for Jews to associate with Gentiles. Peter decides to go, and this is because God shows him that vision that he shouldn't go around labeling things as unclean. And Cornelius tells Peter about a vision that he had and wants Peter to tell him what God has planned for him. So Peter tells Cornelius that God doesn't make distinctions. God doesn't play favorites. He tells him that Jew or Gentile doesn't matter. God is cool with whatever your background is because after all, God is the Lord of all. Peter begins to share the gospel with these Gentiles, and the Holy Spirit falls upon everyone who is listening. Since the Gentiles want to be baptized, Peter doesn't see any reason why they shouldn't be, so he makes it happen. Our scripture comes today after Peter encounters the Gentile community. Peter is now facing his own people who are questioning why in the world he would even consider giving those people the time of day. Remember that this time in society, not only was it frowned upon for Jews to associate with Gentiles, but it was actually unlawful in religious protocol. Probably why the disciples had a hard time spreading God's love to all people in the first place. They were bound by 
social norms and by religious policy. But the spirit of God was writing a new law on Peter's heart. He began to explain to them step by step how everything happened. He tells them of his dreams and the significance behind it. He shares with them what God had told him. What God makes clean, you must not call profane. He tells them how these men came to get him and how the Spirit led him to go um, with them. He tells them how he began to share the Spirit. He shared the gospel and how the Spirit, the very Spirit that fell upon the original believers, also fell upon the Gentiles. He says to his fellow believers, if then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who was I that I could hinder God? Who am I to hinder God? Through these words, the Jewish community had a change of heart, and they rejoiced and praised God. See, the key to Peter's explanation is that this is God's doing. Belief in Christ and the outpouring of the Spirit is God's gifts and can't be controlled by the apostles. And it can't be controlled by believers. It can't be controlled by the Christian community. We have to understand that this whole multi-ethnic journey isn't just some fad or trend that we are simply trying out. It's not an idea that we woke up to pursue out of our own free will, but this is God's doing. God is at the center of the multi-ethnic journey. I imagine some of us grew up in a time where segregation was a common practice and an us versus them mentality was prevalent. Not only politically, but socially, and, yes, even in our churches. We can look back on a time that powerful people misused scripture to justify separation and segregation. And truth is, although we have progressed immensely as a society, we in our churches have made very little to no progress. Sunday morning remains the most segregated hour in American life. Eight out of ten congregations are made up of one predominant racial group. And most worshipers think that their churches are fine the way they are. Two-thirds of American churchgoers, that's about 67%, say that their churches have done enough to become more racially diverse. And less than half think that their churches should become more diverse. 53% disagree with this statement. My church needs to be more ethnically diverse. So only about four in 10 people agree with that statement. There are many reasons for the continued prevalence of racial segregation in US churches, including racism, denominational differences, and social economic inequality. But there are two main reasons I think that this divide still exists. I think this is because some of us have unwilling hearts. 
and we still misunderstand the truth of the gospel. Sometimes we like to be in control and we often create a system of operation in the church that asks people to fit into our boxes before joining. But the multi-ethnic journey is the exact opposite in that it requires us to make sacrifices of our own privileges or even sacrifices um, that we give up a piece of ourselves for the benefit of the journey. We have to have willing hearts, but not only do we have to have willing hearts, we have to understand that the multi-ethnic community is a demand from the gospel. It's not just some implication of the gospel. It's part of the gospel. It's a requirement. Often, we see that both Jews and Gentiles share equally in God's spiritual blessings. And through Christ, Jews and Gentiles, or all people, become this one new creation and participate in these spiritual blessings given to us by God. Like our scripture today and like any other times in scriptures, really, scripture reveals to us a God that is breaking down social structures, a God breaking down societal norms, a God that contradicts even religious law in order, a God that loves and invites all to the table, a God that looks past labels like Jew or Gentile, labels like black or white, resident or immigrant, yet only sees a child who is loved. Church, on this day and on the, all the days forward, may we look at all of God's creation with the love that God has for everyone. For we are God's people. And because we belong to God, we are one. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.